Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono, 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 what up everybody welcome to black ass podcast you know what that was kind of lackluster right it was like it was the intro was happening y'all knew the show was about to start but i'm gonna have to bring the little the little in between snippet black ass snippets back right y'all let me know what you think should i bring the black ass snippets back or should i just switch up the whole steez or should i do a brand new intro I heard from a couple of people, y'all, y'all like the don't, the don't, don't, the don't, right? But I wasn't sure if I should just, the fact of the matter is I was running out of black ass things to say in between a don't, the don't, I just was like, uh, did I already say something about potato salad? Mm, did I already say something about I'm gonna whoop your black ass? Did I already say, like I was running out of, there's like, there's a, only a certain amount of black ass things that we all say, right? Or we're all used to having said to us or possibly being thrown at us like a threat to our actual existence. <laughs> like, I'm going to beat the black off of you. I think everybody has heard at some point in their life, whether it was a parent, uh, a close family member, a rival, or just somebody you ain't even just a homeless person yelling some shit at you while you was on your way to the corner store like those it's just certain things that you, as a black person you've heard just period it's it's like and when you hear it again it taps your soul a little bit like oh shit it just take you back to a whole place the time the moment where it happened you like like you can smell the barbecue that somebody was barbecuing at the time you be like damn you know what i'm saying so but I kind of want to do something. I don't know. Maybe I should throw a trap beat under Donut. The Donut. Right? Hey. I don't know. Right? Okay. Maybe. Sorry. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. Thank you guys so much, so much, so much for tuning in to the last episode, sharing it, uh, shouting me out, sending me messages, tagging other people in the messages. Um and just continue to spread the word, man. That's how, what? <laughs> right. That's my excited. <laughs> uh, Want to take a quick moment to shout out some brand new members of the Black Ass Village. Thank you so much to EJ and Tony Shaw for becoming patrons of the Black Ass Pay podcast patreon page boom uh that means that they are lending a hand to me to bring you this ignorant ass hour or so of me rambling on about the ignorance that's happening in the world so thank you guys so much if you want to join them on patreon make sure you log on to patreon.com slash black ass podcast that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash black ass podcast all right. Um, before I really get into it, I just I have to, I, I have to, I have to. And you already know what it is, but it's gonna happen anyway. And everybody's doing it, but it's like I I have to say my piece. I have to speak my truth. Okay, y'all. Um, I lost like three quarters of my edges on Saturday. Um, my hairline got pushed back like at least three centimeters. Um, I felt like at a certain point. 
um, the ancestors came and lifted my soul out of my body and we just did the running man for like two to three minutes. Um, I just felt all the regret of not going to a uh, historically black college. Um, I took up uh, baton lessons. I mean, it was like everything happened to me on Saturday during Beyonce's Coachella performance. Now, I've always shown my appreciation for Beyonce as a performer, as a singer. I mean, it's not too many people that can hold a note these days uh, that that are in the mainstream, let me say that, that are in the mainstream. There are some singers who are absolutely bomb as hell, um, but I'm talking about like, that you would consider mainstream singers. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a lot of struggle vo vocals out there. I mean, the titties is out. You know, the ass is popping or whatever, but actual, <laughs> some it's a lot of karaoke singers. Okay, I, yeah, I'm gonna say it. I'm stand by, it is what it is. I'm sorry, fucking whatever, right? So I've always shown my appreciation for Beyonce for her talent and her performance, but God. <laughs> now I'm speaking very specifically of Beyonce's performance. I, I don't even know. I, I felt like it was more than a performance. I felt like it was a stage play. Like, I felt like, I really felt like they should nominate that shit for a Tony because every second some shit was going on. I mean, God damn. Sidebar. Like, did they give her, did she get the surgery to get an extra lung? That's what I want to know. I see, I know chicks is out here getting fake titties and fake asses. You know, everybody, it was rumored that Janet Jackson took a rib out so her stomach could be flatter. I want to know, did Beyonce get a new set of lungs put into her body? Like, we come with two. Did they possibly squeeze two more inside of her goddamn chest cavity? Because how in the fuck, like... How y'all, how did she perform for two hours dancing? And it wasn't like she was sleeping on the dancing. She was giving you full fucking dance moves, right? Like, and I get it, her fan is blowing. I don't know if that's completely attached to her rib cage and it's like a tube that is some way blowing oxygen into her lungs. I don't know if they hooked her up to an oxygen tank when she went in the back. But I'm telling you that I was tired watching her perform so i don't know how she was able to perform as well as hold a note now i get it a lot of singers have their own little track that they lay down and you know when when it's a performer like beyonce i don't mind that because i know that she can actually sing in real ass life right you know i have a problem with it when it's somebody like ashley simpson or some of these other bras or taylor swift want to lay down a vocal track and it's like girl you ain't never sounded that good in your whole you shit ever right so i mean i and i get that and it's not like she's recording her vocals but not doing dances like she's giving you a full ass tybo routine of dancing like i felt like if she were to perform like if you just was to learn the choreography and follow along you would absolutely be out of breath like i feel like if you did that shit every day for six months you would absolutely have abs because <sighs> sister went oh, and then just the theme of it it was it was so fucking black that i felt like 
the people at Coachella didn't even deserve it. They didn't even know what the fuck was going on. When she's fucking, when the beat dropped into some Fela, the motherfuckers didn't know what was happening. Like, I was in my crib uh, bouncing off the walls when, the, first of all, when the whole down south and she had the dirt, she had the whole motherfucking 405 shit. I was like, <sighs> and then the Malcolm X bite, the Nina Simone, the, <sighs> y'all. I just, it was just another one of the moments where I just felt like, okay, you know, like, it's so much other, it's such an attack on black people. I needed that. I needed to see old girl come out there with that damn baton. And she was slinging that baton around her body. Like, if she didn't, like, like, if she dropped it, if she, it, like, Somebody had her family held captive and they was like, if you don't go out there and give the best baton performance of your whole ass life, we're going to murder your grandmama back here. Now, I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm not saying that that was a part of the contract. (laughs) I'm not I'm not saying that's a part of the contract that she signed in order to perform with Beyonce. I'm just saying that that was the effort and energy she put into that performance. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it it really was such a damn moment. It was such a beautiful thing to witness, to watch. And then to hear her say at the end, like, yo, this is the performance that I dreamed up when I canceled on Coachella last year because I was pregnant and it just, and it's more than, and I was just like, yes. When Destiny's Children came out there and sidebar, y'all, Leave Michelle alone. Leave her alone. Damn. Why she can't get together with her girls and have a good time on stage and booty pop and do her, and you know what I'm saying? Listen, you can't take a freeze frame of somebody booty popping and think it's going to be a great shot. You just not. Y'all ain't shit for that. And I'm sure if most people got a screen grab of them trying to booty pop, that shit would look horrendous. And yeah, maybe she don't have no ass to be booty popping, right? Okay, but guess what? Her stomach is flat as fuck, and she can go anywhere with a halter top on, no top, titties out, a a, a piece of string on, and the bitch body is lit. Look at the fuck y'all. Leave leave Michelle alone. Damn. And guess what? She gets to get on the stage and perform with Beyonce, even if her booty pop is struggle as shit. So. Guess who gonna be at her wedding singing um at last? Beyonce, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. You see, y'all almost dragged me. Y'all ain't shit. Y'all ain't shit. I mean, one day the internet is amazing, the next day it's just a, a pile of fucking garbage. I just wanna set the whole thing on fire. Y'all ain't shit. But word to Michelle, that was so great. You know, I like the little boys, let twins or whatever, but I felt like the dudes that was out there with no shirt on and them hot ass leather pants popping and shit with no drawers on. <laughs> yeah, I seen that. <laughs> <clears throat> just the whole thing across the board. Just across, there was not one moment lost. It was so perfect. It was it was on point. I, I absolutely got my entire ass life. I watched it three times. Like. And oh, actually, and that is 
the celebrity life lesson for this week. Um, I felt like, you know, it was the performance overall was like entertaining or whatever, but the purpose behind it was so powerful. Like just because you're the best or you're really great at what you do, you should always strive to be better. Like did Beyonce have to go that hard? Hell no. I mean, especially (laughs) with Post Malone going before her looking like he just walked out of a garbage can behind a meth center where they dump all of the damn needles and shit. (laughs) He looked like, Post Malone looked like he was in a meth explosion (laughs) and just walked out onto the stage. I mean, listen, first of all, I didn't know, and I'm sure it was the anticipation of me really wanting to see Beyonce, but that lackluster bullshit, I I felt like the smoke that was on the stage was actually crack smoke. Like nothing about that performance was like they put any thought, any effort. It was like he rolled out of the bed and was like, wait, what's today? Oh, shit. Okay, let me go. Let me get my bandana. And then I didn't know what form of music he was doing. I I had no... That was my actual... Like that was my whole expression and just feeling the entire fucking time I I was so confused and it just looked like he didn't give a fuck you know what I'm saying it wasn't even like he was trying to make an impression it was like he was coming to get a check you know what I'm saying and granted I'm sure those people at Coachella didn't give a damn I'm sure that they were all on all the drugs and most of them really you know they're there to, to be seen and that kind of shit I don't think they're really there to be truly entertain i think it's more of a place to go and just kind of like oh my god i was at contella but it's not like oh my god i saw this and this let me not let me i'm gonna I'm a reel that back i'm gonna reel that back let me stay on point because you know i smoke weed the point is is that beyonce has nothing to prove to anyone she can't she legit could have came out there sat on a stool sung not even sweated out for one second and it had been like oh that was a good performance but that she maximized her moment and i think that is the lesson that we should all take in our life man whatever moment you have no matter how good you are no matter how how great you are or how great people are telling you you are you feeling like you can't go any higher you can always go higher. You can always do it better. You can always be be greater. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, listen, I just joined the Beehive. That was a part of what they told me I had to say. The Beehive, we get talking points. <laughs> Actually, my application uh, hasn't been accepted yet. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I just, Listen, that damn performance got me hype as shit. I was online like, join the beehive. <laughs> Google. <laughs> I clearly have been missing out on this shit. Where is the beehive LA meeting? <laughs> do we got to do community service? <laughs> you don't even understand that performance was the shit anyway (laughs) Uh, um also guys scandal is done scandal is no longer on the air and i just want to take a quick moment before i get into the rest of this garbage that is been going on to just shout out shonda rhimes carrie washington um 
even Columbus short. Yo, I was fucking with Harrison in them tight ass uh sweater vest, <laughs> tight ass vest. I mean, yo, that show was so damn impactful and just the power that it wielded. And yeah, you know, I know it lost to some of the audience, you know, around like season four after the se- after the was it the second baby, the first baby? It might have been the first baby, but I know a lot of people just I know I was frustrated. B six thirteen, like I was every episode, I was like, if these motherfuckers say B six thirteen one more time, <laughs> I was straight aggravated. But I hung in there. And, you know, I just want to shout out everybody that worked on the show. I mean, seriously, what a moment, what a what an era and what a time to be like. I felt like Scandal really ushered us back into scripted TV because for a minute it was no real scripted TV. It was just reality bullshit. But I re- like I remember seeing the previews for Scandal. I remember feeling like, oh, shit. And just knowing that it was a black woman at the helm of it, a black woman starring in it, and just the push and 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 power and movement that black audiences put behind this show. And I'm saying black audiences because we, we, yes, the motherfucking Scandal Hive. <laughs> Used to light goddamn Twitter up every week. Like the the audience of Scandal truly changed how shows promoted themselves. It was nobody was like join us on Twitter and live tweet the show. Nobody was doing that before Shonda Rhimes and and Scandal. I stand by that. You can whatever debate all you want. I will go back and pull up the original goddamn tweet. How about that? But I'm gonna talk more about that actually on the Patreon page. Um, and go more into it, but I'm, I'll leave it here. Shout out to, and, and thank you to Shonda Rhimes and that entire cast. And, oh my God, pop up the dad. <laughs> when she got in the motherfucking limo, bitch, at the end of season two, when she got in the limo, the whole time we like, who the fuck is, and then to find out that Rowan slash Eli was hurt. I'm gonna go into it on, on the Patreon page, but all I'm gonna say is, Shout out to Huck. Yo, when Huck, the first time, Huck, 752. Yo, what's And you found out that was the time on the wall when he found. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to get it out. Look, th- yo, when Billy was see, the end of season two, when you find out that it's actually Billy and he. Oh, my God. Yo. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, I'm done. Defiance. Yo. Hold on. What about when Olivia and Fitz was dead in Millie's face and when they all had to come together? Yo, what about when Sally Langston killed her husband? Okay, no, I'm going to save it. Uh, yo, thank you, Shonda Rhimes. Thank you, Kerry Washington. Yo, that show was everything. And just the amount of people who came through that show, the amount of like guests and 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 day players and three and four day players, man, listen. That show, remember when Jake shot uh, Cyrus' husband? What? When he shot James in the alley, right by, like, pulled the strap right by David's head. And remember, David was sitting there. You know, David peed on himself. You know. Look, and just Jake the whole, like. (sighs) Okay, I quit. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to save it. It's going to be more. It's going to be more on the Patreon page. I'm just saying. scandal forever y'all <laughs> I also sent in my application for the scandal <laughs> all right um 
so let's get into this bullshit. Um, once again, I'm gonna try to sidestep everything that's got to do with Trump. It's not like it's not enough stuff to talk about with the amount of police killings and the bullshit that's going on and the boycotts and this and that and that and that. And that. But I'll start here. Um, yo, fuck James Comey, right? And I feel like that needs to be said. I feel like every it's a lot of people out here doing this whole, well, you know, he did the best he could and he did what he thought was right. And, you know, fuck James Comey. He is specifically like at the center of why the fuck any of this is happening. The idea that he thought that releasing those papers wouldn't have enough. Yo, get the fuck out of here. The idea that he thought in his head that like, he never thought in his head what if right like the i you let me tell you what i think and what i believe right he's trying to say that he felt like hillary was gonna win so he needed to release these papers and and i'm gonna be honest i've really only been able to stomach so much of the his sound bites and what people are talking about because what i'm noticing is there's a lot of motherfucking forgiveness with with white people and white and media and all this shit and and white democrats right like okay let me take a step let me take a step um you know nobody wanting to call a spade a spade nobody wanting to say what the fuck really is going on so i'm gonna say it i believe that james comey has some kind of deal with the trump administration he has some kind of deal with his with their campaign team and that's why he came forward with that paperwork somebody promised him something somebody said he was going to get something and then when trump got in office and he seen what a piece of shit he was and he seen how he was blatantly on some russia shit that's when he was like oh shit now let me come forward now let me tell the truth now let me separate myself and not even you know whatever they was gonna give me let me not be a part of it just in case this shit really hit the fan I don't want to go down with this fucking ship but you don't get no James Comey don't get no points from me all of a sudden now he had he didn't seen the light man fuck you James Comey no you don't get no well I mean at least and he was just he's so upstanding he ain't no fucking upstanding shit you can't tell me that and here's my thing with the fbi and i feel like this is probably a lot of black people across the board right we already have a fucked up um uh, a real fucked up relationship with the fbi i'm only over here rooting for the fbi because i want trump bitch ass and all his shady ass family and all his shady ass crew i want all of them to go to jail but but i'm not here standing for the fbi you know how many times the fbi have been a part of fucking up black people fucking up black movement fucking up black and um progression hell fuck <clears throat> I would say fuck them too, but they probably listening and um, you know, my taxes the way my shit is kinda like it's still kinda up for negotiation. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like as a black person, I already have you know, if you think about the Panthers, if you think about Mal Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, all the ways that they have targeted us, even what they're doing with Black Lives Matter right now. But you can't ask them for no information on some white supremacist group. You can't ask them to investigate. I ain't heard not one damn thing about them running up in the mountains and in the hills and in the trailer parks and the backwoods and the cul-de-sacs and where all these motherfucking white supremacists are. I ain't heard nothing about them doing that. I ain't heard shit about no sting operations. I ain't heard shit about them. You know, all this alt-right shit that happened 
happened in Charleston. I ain't heard shit else about no arrest. These people are being funded. These people are having meetings. These people coming together. Somebody is bringing some mayonnaise filled potato salad or whatever the fuck. Some mayonnaise ass um, jello salad or whatever the fuck raggedy ass trailer park shit these white people eat. You know what I'm saying? Some unwashed chicken. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Somebody is bringing that shit to a meeting somewhere. There's some kind of secret underground, underground gathering, but I ain't heard shit about the FBI running up in there. I ain't heard shit about the FBI running down, running them down on the fucking um, New Jersey turnpike. I ain't heard nothing about none of them having to leave the country. I haven't heard nothing about them tapping phones and people being assassinated. I have heard nothing about that when it comes to these white supremacist group i ain't heard shit about that when it comes to these fucking um white supremacists that's in the white house so you know i'm not here to stand for the fbi in by no terms but all i'm saying is is that if your organization is supposed to be about the betterment of america like let me tell you see this my frustration is is that I already know what it is, right? So I'm talking about something I already at the basis of it, I already know what it is. We know what it is. There's no reason for me. There's no reason for me to get out of character and get all riled up and turned up because we know what it is, right? And if you don't know what it is, you better ask somebody. Right. So my problem is this whole, you know, wanna we wanna interview Comey and we wanna talk to him. Fuck you, Comey. Fuck these interviews. Fuck what you talking about. Fuck your book and fuck anything you trying to sell and this whole little uh, picture that you trying to paint of your confusion and your how torn you were with the decisions you made. Bitch, you wasn't torn at all. You knew what the fuck you was doing and you did it on purpose. And unfortunately for you, the shit fell through and you found out that Trump did to you what he does to everybody else. He fucking sell their ass short. Don't don't do his part throw their ass under the bus and your ass just ended up getting under that bus but now you want us to you want to get up and you want us to dust you all fuck you and your moment and your your moment of clarity fuck you james comey um all right uh on a lighter note people ain't washing their meat before they cook it now if you remember a few episodes back on this podcast right damn here, I talked about people not washing their meat before they eat it. I don't know how this is a debate, and I'm going to be honest, white people, but I can't even say that because I know some black people that don't wash their meat before they damn eat it. So let me be very clear. Let's just restate for the people who have a problem and don't understand that this is a real-ass thing. When you get your meat from the store, you take it out of the package, you you peel back that little plastic wrap that's on there, you take that meat, you put it in a sink and or bowl, preferably clean both before using them. You get some salt, you get some pepper, you get some damn um, lemons. You are supposed to clean that chicken. Listen, I've already talked about on this podcast when you eat wings at a person's house and it's a whole ass actual feather on your fucking wings. That's because people are not cleaning their damn meat. You got to take that meat, soak that shit in some salt water. You got to soak it. Do you understand what's happening at these processing plants? Do you understand? Like, why are you letting somebody else be responsible for cleaning? That's like a dude talking about somewhere. I ain't wear a condom because she said she was on a pill. What the fuck do that got to do with your dick, the safety of your penis? 
nothing. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not trusting these places. Listen, do you know that 200 million eggs was just recalled to some farm? 200 million eggs are being recalled. You know where them eggs are going? You know where they have to recall them eggs for? And do you think that these eggs are actually going to be thrown out and taken back? Hell no. They go into a dollar store. They go into a black neighborhood. They go in, they go into the little Ralphs. They go into the little corner mart. They go into all the places you go in there and be like, they sell eggs. <laughs> I mean, when the, when the family dollar starts selling eggs, that's where the gas station got eggs now. Yeah. In the black neighborhood, that's where them eggs is going. They're not throwing them eggs out. You know how much green ass meat goes to black neighborhoods and now they're recalling 200 million eggs. Trust and believe. I'm done with eggs. I'm not eating no more eggs for like six months and I'm not even bullshitting. No more. Six months. I need six months. I need this shit or I'm going to the whitest area possible to pick up one damn thing. Eggs. And that's it. Don't listen. Black people, listen to what I'm telling you right now. If you don't listen to nothing else, if you turn this podcast off after I say this, for the next three to six months, don't get your eggs from nowhere where black people are. Go, if you got to take two buses, if you got to get a ride, if you got to save up some money and go over to the white, take your ass over there. Don't get no eggs in your normal egg places. Because I'm telling you what. You're going to crack that egg open and a smoke bomb is going <laughs> to. You, you, you going to crack that egg open and it's going to be like. <laughs> you going to crack that egg open and some X is going to go over your goddamn eyes. Yo, you're going to crack that egg open and the Grim Reaper is going to walk into your house through the damn walls. Don't go. Hear what I am telling you right now. This is a black ass word. You understand me? For real. If you got to just take some extra protein pills. <laughs> don't do it. Trust me. You're going to go in place and be like, damn, these eggs only 53 cents. Exactly. It damn exactly. They're going to be like, buy one pack, get 17 free. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> oh, shit. <sighs> I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> wash your meat. Wash your meat. Okay, listen. Everybody, please wash your meat. That You don't know what's happening at these fucking... Uh, processing plants these dirty ass machines right the people who are working these machines some fucking weirdo who's only making seven dollars an hour that wanna wanna skeet off on your fucking chicken on a chicken wing conveyor belt because he think it's funny the person who want to take a piss into the fucking chicken wing vat as they're being you know d d um feathered or whatever no, anything that come in your house, you're supposed to wash it. Period. You don't. Uh, I saw um, on my Facebook feed one day, and I would say the person's name, but I'm going to leave it alone. They probably listening, then they'll know I'm talking about them. The girl going to post, Do you wash panties when you get in front of the store? Bitch, huh? <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> Let me just say this. 
<laughs> I'm the type of woman I can't even I can't even sit down in like the bu bath bubbles and bath salt. You think I'm about to risk my little girl on some random ass draws out of the fucking Victoria's Secret five for fifteen dollar bin? Hell no. <laughs> Have my box coughing up all kind of phlegm and uh, no, no, uh, no, we're absolutely. And if I can't watch them that moment, then I'm going to get a full ass maxi pack. <laughs> I just feel like there we are a generation that was raised wrong. Not all of us, but I feel like there is a sector of us. And I'm saying us, I'm saying us because I'm saying us, right? Black people who lost the traditions of our family, right? Now, I'm not saying all the tra traditions were great, right? Because some of us are still out here eating chitlins. And it's like, bitch, huh? No, just no. Just absolutely no. We not, we, we're not forced to live that life anymore. You can upgrade to at least some gizzards, bitch. You... <laughs> You can upgrade to the liver. Bitch, you out here eating the intestines, the boo-boo trails. You're actively eating. No. So I'm not saying all. I'm just saying a lot of the traditions that we were brought up in about how to eat as a family, how to clean your house. Clean your damn meat, basically. It's some black-ass shit. It was passed down generationally. But at a certain point, it was a generation loss. I feel like it might have been a crack era. I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, family was fucked up when the crack era hit. It, mama wasn't home. Grandma doing everything. She ain't got time to be sitting down, being, you know, very focused and teaching. And grandma tired. Mama supposed to be there, but she run around wondering, you know, grandma worried about where her daughter is. So she can't really be there for the kids like she need to it's just you know a lot of things were lost while we were trying to hold the fabric of the family together so some things had to go by the west wayside and i think cleaning your meat <laughs> i think <laughs> all right oh <laughs> uh Oh, okay. This week's black ass shit list uh, goes to Darren Frankios. Francio? Frankio. Uh, I don't know. He's a student down at International High School in New Orleans, and the brother got 83 college acceptances. 83 college acceptances. That's amazing. Uh, of course, you know, I'm sure it's some white, some white person at a Fox News station like... <laughs> want to say something but the the news director is like if you say any fucking thing i do not want to deal with twitter coming and like dragging us through over every rocky surface on the internet no <laughs> i just don't understand why he needed to lie to so many schools and shout out to the school administration they said that they were really drilling into the students to apply some of the other other students got 20 you know a lot of other students got like 20 acceptances but this this young man got oh 83 it says over 80 but exactly 83 hell he probably got more now i'm just salute to this young man because i'm gonna tell you once I got my basketball scholarship, I was like, well, ah. <laughs> and that's one of, you know what, honestly, that's one of the things I regret not putting more emphasis and more um, dedication into 
myself educationally. Like I was so dead set on basketball and I was just like, well, Hey, I know I can go to college for basketball, whatever, you know, but I really feel like I limited myself and my scope was so small of what I could do, you know, and I'm, this is like, you know, 2003. <laughs> <laughs> this is like late nineties. Mid, mid. <clears throat> anyway, it was in the nineties and I just felt like we're, we're moving in such a place of understanding the power of it, education again. Cause we were there like after reconstruction, you know, Jim Crow, that kind of, that era, black people was like, look, we got to get educated right out of slavery. We was like, look, we got to get educated. Da, 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 da. That was before white people made it their mission to murder us when we were being educated. Oh, you, you want to be uppity. Right. So that, that moment of being understanding like, yo, get educated, get a good job, get, you know, rise above whatever, whatever. Right. But I feel like now we're getting back to that space of being excited about education. I've watched so many videos of kids, you know, reading off their acceptance letters or like on the Internet and, you know, waiting for their big acceptance and everybody cheering and just having the whole village around them like, hell yeah, like that makes a difference. So 83 colleges and he got over 3 million in scholarships between all the schools, but still to say, yo, I racked up 3 million in scholarships. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, shit, that's about how much it costs to go to college. Right now. <laughs> I'm laughing, but that shit not funny. That is disrespectful. Like that shit make you want to log on to DeVry. Like, let me just take one class. <laughs> let me find a hacker that can make me a degree online. Like, let me find some other things to do because that's, first of all, you should not leave college and fall immediately into debt without any real way of getting out of debt for like 10 to 15 years. And then like them college payments come the day after you graduate. It, they like, oh, congratulations. So here, um, you might want to check this out. This is an invoice. <laughs> Yeah, you might want to get started on this. They don't give a fuck. You ain't got no job. They don't care if you ain't working nowhere yet. You ain't even moved your shit completely out of the dorm and you getting a damn payment letter like, um, hey, <laughs> hi, I'm Fannie Mae. Uh-huh, you owe me money. <laughs> Fannie, <laughs> Fannie Mae collected her money so when you walk off the stage. She's like, oh, my God, congratulations. So here's your total. And, uh... <laughs> I'm expecting a payment uh, by the time you get to your seat. Goddamn, bitch. I got Venmo. <laughs> Which is why I will never go back to college. And I'm sorry I'm saying it. You know, I think it's important. But I also think it's, you know, it's also important not to lose your damn mind trying to pay somebody some money that you don't damn have. I feel like if Fannie Mae wants your money, then that bitch need to be working just as hard to make sure your ass is working and not at no goddamn staples. I'm talking about making sure that your ass is employed in your field and not in no fucking internship. Like, that's supposed to mean something, bitch. What I look like interning and I still got these motherfucking bills to pay. I'm tired of sleeping at my mama's house. I'm tired of being on this motherfucking two-in bed in my house trying to have sex and not make no noise. Meanwhile, my mama's next door having sex with her new man and she is breaking the walls. <laughs> but shout out to that young man and all the young people who have been 
you know, being accepted and on their way to the next phase of their life. I have to say college is an amazing time. Get your whole life. I mean, <clears throat> get your whole entire <laughs> Woo. All right. All right. In other news, Time just released their 100 for 2018. Such an amazing list of people. Um, Tiffany Haddish, shout out to her. She is living her best life. Like, oh, God. And just being a comedian, knowing how hard and what that journey is like to actually see somebody, you know, witness and see somebody step into their moment. That's amazing. So shout out to her. That's dope. And I am here for, hey, girl, do whatever you want to do. Fuck it. Because <laughs> this shit is short. I mean, you never know how long and what girl do all of it every last bit of it um but such a dope list cardi b is on there shout out to her hey girl i, I talked about her last week living her best life um the kids from uh emma gonzalez and uh david hogg those students from lord what is that school that got shot up i hate to say it like that parkland sorry the students at Parkland, shout out to them. Um, who else is on here? It's a lot of people that I don't know, which I think is great. So, you know, that are also doing some great stuff. Shout out to Issa Rae for her shout out. Um, and I loved how, you know, everybody got a write up from somebody else, which is cool. The Parkland students got a write up from Barack Obama, which is like gag. Um uh although it would have been nice that the black lives but it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine shout out to black lives matter because they are the real you know the pioneers of young people stepping up and sh and being heard and making their voices heard um and and despite being um vilified they continue to um, make their vo voices heard and really start a movement. And even the Parkland students said they learned from the uh, black from Black Lives Matter and the young people who were protesting uh, the murders of so many African Americans um, in the last few years. So, <clears throat> um, who else is on? Trevor Noah is on this list. Um, Ryan Coogler and getting a write up from Ava DuVernay. I think that's dope. Um, Sterling Brown, uh, Lena Waith, um, I, I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to name everybody on this list, but I just th think it's really dope. So just shout out everybody that's on this list. Princess Meghan Merkel. Ah! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, shout out everybody except Trump and his supporters like dead ass. And, um, and it's just that. Um, Hoda Kotb is on here. Um, I don't really watch their morning show. It's been a while since I've actually watched morning shows, but shout out to them. Um, somebody got a write-up from Oprah, which is like, gag. Uh, Rihanna, goddamn Chadwick Boseman, um, Tarana Burke, the woman who started the Me, the Me Too movement, um Maxine Waters yes and her write-up is by y Yara Shahidi the little girl from um Blackish which and I 
not even just blackish grownish i don't know if y'all was watching grownish but it is definitely worth going back and like um binging it is so good and just such a like i watched grownish and i of course watched different world the entire just recently rewatched different world is so iconic for me and such a moment for me um but i was like damn grownish is like whoo grownish made different world look like some shit on nick jr god damn it <laughs> i was like damn like grownish was so much more in your face like with um different world and of course it was a different time and different time for tv but you know different world was more innuendo you didn't really it wasn't so in your face but I still got it and and I still was aware of it. And by the time I got to college, I was like, oh, like the, the lesson still translated for me. But shit, grownish. It was an episode, they were straight doing cocaine on the table. I said, God damn. Um, but that's that's reality right now for a lot of students. So it's like, yee. oh, my bad. Tiffany Haddish wrote Oprah's, like her letter to Oprah or whatever. Um, but just really dope. And um, so shout out to everybody on the Time 100. Like I said, everybody except Trump and whoever supports him. So if you support Trump and you on this fucking Time 100 list, fuck you. I said what I said. <laughs> That's been a moment in petty. Um, all right. I've been trying not to talk about, you know, the latest bullshit. Um, there recently, uh, the other day, uh, some black men were arrested inside of a Starbucks for just waiting. Just waiting inside Starbucks. And it was reported that it literally took management two minutes to call the police on these two black men that were just sitting in this coffee shop. Now, of course, people are always going to say, well, we don't know. We don't know everything. We don't know all what everything that happened. And here's what we do know. This bitch, whoever this manager bitch is, made a fucking judgment call in two minutes on some men who had done nothing. And I can say that, but even just based on how their demeanor while they were being arrested, they didn't speak, they didn't fight back, there, there was no voices raised, they just complied the entire way. But what pisses me off is that this assumption that they were going to do something, this, uh, this, this kind of like blatant, this this blatant the blatant way whether the manager just say oh y'all can't use the bathroom you know how many times people go up in a fucking starbucks and shit all in the bathroom and walk right the fuck out plenty of times because guess what i do it I mean, not like a regular, it's not like I go in there every day. I'm just saying that I've definitely and absolutely gone to a Starbucks, used the bathroom, did not buy anything. I might've been on my way to a, to an interview to star, hit the Starbucks first, make sure my face is on right, make sure my outfit is cool, change my shoes, whatever I need to do. But I've absolutely gone in there. So what, you know, and you, the most frustrating thing is when people try to say, oh, well, what, 
race wasn't a factor, then bitch, what the fuck was the factor? Because I've been in Starbucks where a white homeless man will set up a whole ass camp in that bitch. And they bringing him water and people buying him goddamn coffees and whatever the hell else. Like, he, nobody is giving him a problem. So these two black men that go up in this fucking Starbucks, all of a sudden it's some kind of threat. And let's also talk about the fact that when these motherfucking white people are calling the police on black people, you like when you call the police on black people because of your fear, because of your fucking racism, because of your own bias, you are threatening this person's life because all these police is going to hear is your white ass voice. And you say, well, I, I just, I, there's a, I don't know. And I mean, they won't leave. So here come the police and then fuck the police as a whole, as unit, department, and as an organization. Because what the fuck, like, as a, as a police force, I can see if somebody is being ridiculous. There's plenty of people that call the police for some dumb shit, for something that ain't got shit to do with nothing else. Okay, that's a part of b being a police officer. That's a part of, you know, having police. People just call the police sometimes and it's dumb and ridiculous or whatever. But you, as police, you also should use your own fucking judgment and decide if this is worth me coming out or this person being arrested nothing about this situation tells me that these men should have been arrested period i mean as police when and then they spent like 12 hours in jail that mean these boys whole fucking day was done you don't know what kind of job they have they might have children that they have to pick up they, i mean you know we're talking uh, we're talking about this 12 hours or you know people throw out the idea of oh they were released like that doesn't mean anything that fucking means a lot because you don't know if this person has a job that they have to report to you don't know if this person has a child that they have to pick up you don't know this person's life period they might have a sick parent they might have a dying parent anything could be going on in these people's life but y'all just want to go lock somebody up like that shit is cool and then when you let them out they're supposed to be grateful no fuck you and then the whole embarrassment of you dragging me out in fucking handcuffs. Maybe I don't want to be on the motherfucking news. Maybe I don't want my face. Maybe I'm in a motherfucking witness protection program, bitch. And now you got me out here on the news. And now the motherfuckers that I'm supposed to be being protected from is coming to murder my motherfucking ass. You know what I'm saying? Like this. It's like people act like black people are supposed to just accept whatever the fuck we get and just be thankful for it. It's like when they release somebody who was falsely in prison for 23 years and then act like they supposed to be happy. Bitch, I just lost 23 years of my motherfucking life. You don't know what the fuck happened to me. Eating these goddamn bologna sandwiches and all this other bullshit, seeing people murder. Who knows if I got raped, if I maybe raped somebody, maybe I lost my mind. Anything could have happened. And I spent 23 years of my fucking life in jail for something i did not do and i'm supposed to get out of jail and act like none of this shit happened i'm supposed to get out of jail and then i'm not even clear if these people that they're releasing are getting that wiped off of their record they're saying that they were released from jail but what is their record doing can they still vote can they go and get a regular ass job like is this stuff still hanging over their head like and then as a community of people, when we speak up, then it's like, oh, why does it always have to be about race? Well, bitch, y'all making it about race. We don't want to fucking make it about race. We want to go in and sit down at a fucking Starbucks and, and wait for our friend so we can hash up a motherfucking business deal or some other shit and live our goddamn life. Y'all bitches is the one making it about race. And then sidebar, 
on this week's fuck you list i'm sorry that's my last f-bomb i promise um is the police commissioner in fucking sorry already the police commissioner in philly richard ross now let me take another sidebar i am so tired of these can't wait to stand up and say some positive shit and take the side of these motherfucking oppressors and take the side of these obvious racist motherfuckers and i can't wait to be the person to stand up and get a press conference and say i don't think it was racist and i think this police commissioner and i'm sure he probably only he probably was sworn in right before this bitch gave his response and if he wasn't i'm sure they had a whole fucking meeting with him about what he would say if he was ever put in a position where he had to either defend the police or say the actual facts of what the fuck happened now after the after the men were arrested and the video went viral and you already know nothing would have been said if this video didn't go viral and shout out to the white people who were in the starbucks like yo what what did he do what they didn't do nothing why is this happening they didn't do anything so shout out to them that's a big part of moving forward is having everybody speak up okay so this old punk ass white black dude it's like they can always find one. I don't know if these niggas is coming out of machines. I don't know if they feeding them fucking tainted chicken and some shit. I just don't like, remember on Undercover Brother? That shit was hysterical. Um, Billy D. Williams was selling it. Okay, anyway. I don't, I just, I don't know where they're getting them from. I don't know what extra they're paying them. I don't know how this is happening, but they can always fucking find one. So this asshole, this particular one, wants to say, well, the police didn't do anything wrong and they did, they followed protocol and they stepped up and they, and it's unfortunate, but the police, all this bullshit, all this hoe ass shit. And as a black man, don't fucking say that hoe. Don't say that. Don't add in. Don't be that, don't be that person. Don't be the, well, I'm black too and I don't have a problem with it. Well, I, as a black person, I don't think it was, shut up, bitch. He, then all of a sudden, after everybody dragged his ass over every rough surface, and I hope I hope his wife, grandmama, mother-in-law, brother-in-law, uncles all cussed his bitch ass out. Now he want to, you know, release an apology. He want to apologize to the black men uh, whose names is Rashawn Nelson and Dante Robinson. And sidebar, Dante Robinson face in every picture is looking like, yo, on everything I love, I'm going to smack the shit out of everybody. <laughs> like... Rashawn, he looks very like, hey, you know, it was a bad situation, a mistake. Dante looked like he done been to a couple of the Panther meetings, not Black Panther the movie, goddammit. <laughs> Dante looked like he run a blog called Fuck These White People. <laughs> Over that shit. Uh... And here's the thing, and start, so uh, I'm all over the place. I wish I can ring it, reel it in, but here's here's the thing. Starbucks, in response to all the backlash, they're going to close 8,000 stores to have bias training. And I think that's great. And if, I don't know who's giving the, like, who's over the bias training? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They say that they're going to have Eric Holder lean in and he's going to, you know, speak to and give them some points that they should cover for the bias training. I think that's great. But 
Here's the thing. It don't matter if they get bias training, if Dunkin' Donuts get bias training, if 7-Eleven and every fucking place you get coffee at gets bias training. It don't fucking matter if these ho-ass police don't get bias training because they are the last stop. So when those police got there, their response should have been, don't call us for this bullshit. When they got there and seen these black men sitting down doing absolutely nothing, if nothing else, they could have just said, hey, guys, we're going to need you to leave. We got a call from the management here. Please grab your stuff and just escort them out of the Starbucks to physically arrest them for this bullshit ass call. They should somebody at that Starbucks location should have been held accountable. They should have been charged with false reporting or whatever that the 538, whatever the number is for that bullshit. They should have been arrested. Not these black men. They could have just asked the black men to leave and called it a damn day. But, the you know, that's who needs the training. These fucking police. And for me, I don't even feel like it's training because if they get there and it's a motherfucking white person, even if that white person would have been in there butt ass naked with a dick out, they would have just been like, sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave. They would not. I don't give a fuck. You can argue with me all the fuck you want. I know I said what I said and I meant what the fuck I meant. If it was a white man in there, turn the fuck up, flipping tables over nine times out of 10, they just asked his ass to, ass to leave. And if definitely if it was a white man in there sitting down and they called the police, they'd sir, please, sir, sir, please, sir, here, let me help you. They'd have grabbed his shit. They'd have helped. Fucking don't touch my stuff, you fucking pigs, you fucking assholes. You leave me alone. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to wait for my fucking caramel macchiato, you fucking assholes. You guys are fucking dicks, man. And they went, sir, please keep your voice down. I don't want to, sir, please. I, I'm sorry. Look, it's not my. It's not my call. It's uh, they call. We have to ask you to leave. I'm not fucking going anywhere, okay? I have a fucking American right. You, you can see I served in the military. I was a fucking ROTC at Jefferson High School. I was fucking. I was twirling the baton, and I I never dropped my fucking rifle. So you guys can suck my dick, man. Sir, please don't use that language. There's women and children here. Please, sir, just grab your bag. No, I'm not fucking grab my. Don't you fucking touch my bag, okay? You know who my dad is. I have my dad down here. I'll have your fucking badge. I'll what's your name? Fucking off, oh, 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 officer Kevin. Officer Kevin. I will ruin your fucking life, man. And they did. Okay, sir, please just. And that would have been a fucking exchange. And I'm not, and y'all know I'm not fucking lying. That whole, everything I just said probably would have fucking happened. And, and the whole time the dude would have been sitting there with his dick out. And no, nobody would have said shit. They wouldn't have laid a fucking finger on him. So the bio, uh, that whole idea of training, no, they don't fucking need training. They need to be held accountable. They need to be fired. They need to be, there needs to be consequences and repercussions when they show blatant bias. Like, oh, bitch, you want to try it? Okay, well, you can kiss that, kiss that pension goodbye. But the longer motherfuckers want to make excuses and, oh, well, he's trying to get home to his family. Bitch, we trying to get home to our fucking family too. Shit, fuck you. You think I ain't got other plans after this meetup at Starbucks, bitch? I got other shit I'm trying to do. I don't, don't want to be spending 12 hours in no fucking jail. Now, sidebar, and let me just say this. As black people, it's time out for us begging and fighting for motherfuckers to be to accept us and accept our goddamn money now when i say that i say this if you go on us if you go in any of these motherfucking places 
If you go somewhere and somebody want to disrespect you, somebody want to give you subpar service, somebody want to tell you what you can't do, meanwhile they letting another motherfucker do it, yeah, you can put them on blast, but at the end of the day, stop begging to spend your fucking money in these hoe-ass places. The minute that bitch said, oh, y'all can't use the bathroom here, and every and you know good and goddamn well that other motherfuckers use the bathroom there, guess what? All right, bitch, what's your name? Okay, I'm getting up and I'm leaving. And that should be our response to everything you think i'm about to go up in the store bitch you gonna tell me oh you want to follow me around i'm walking the fuck out fuck you but guess what i'm gonna do while i'm walking out i'm gonna get your fucking name i'm gonna write to whoever i'm gonna tweet to whoever i'm gonna get some video of it but you're not getting my fucking money and i'm and i'm gonna make sure that your ass is fired that needs to be our response uh, the other response we need which i think is great and the people are doing it Take your money to a fucking black coffee shop. Take your money to a black ass store. Take your money to a black online Etsy bitch. Do something. Put your money back into some black people. Stop begging these motherfuckers to take your goddamn money. Why they treating you like shit? Why they spitting in your fucking face? Fuck them. We take our money and start putting it in the coffee shop. Yeah, the coffee shop ain't open all the time, but guess what? Dedicate yourself to going up there and buying a cup of coffee every day. Buying a cup, cup of coffee every, at least twice a week. Guess what? They will start being open more. They will be able to hire more people because they will start generating the money that it takes. It's easy for Starbucks to be open at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's easy for Starbucks to have nine goddamn locations open because you're feeding into them. They already have their strong base. They already have their financial backing. A black coffee shop is just some chick, some dude that woke up one day and was like, damn, I wish I had a place to go and drink coffee and sit and talk shit with my people and maybe get chicken and waffles on Sunday and then they got together and then they opened that fucking shop. So it's your responsibility, it's all of our responsibility to help them thrive. Now, as I say that, let me say this. If you are a black establishment that's open in your neighborhood and you're servicing a community, you have a responsibility to make sure that you are giving the best fucking service, that you are talking to people like you got some damn sense, that you are making sure that you're open on time when you are able to be open on time, that you are making sure that you're bringing quality service and quality product and keeping a clean ass place. I'm... Uh, don't be having me come up in here and your windows is smudged as fuck. You better get somebody out here with some windows. That take two minutes. Don't let me go to no place and your floors is greasy as hell and your bathroom is dirty as shit. No, you don't get my money. But I will make sure that I'm giving my money to another establishment that's in my area that is clean and friendly and giving me quality damn product. Now, at, I'm, it's, a, it's, a, it's a give and give. So as customers, I'm going to make sure that I'm giving my money to, an, to a black establishment that is going to respect me as a customer, but also as an establishment, you have to make sure that you're providing me, you're giving me a reason to come back up in there. If your ass ain't going to be open on Tuesdays, then bitch, don't be open on Tuesdays. If you want to be a coffee shop, your ass need to be open at coffee hours. Don't be trying to open at noon. Talk about come get some coffee. Bitch, I'm trying to wind down. Shit, this is my nap time. What I look like getting coffee at noon? Hell no. I'm getting coffee at 7 on my way to work, bitch. Your ass need to be open. So maybe if, it's, if you only are able to open a certain amount of time, then open at the maximum time when people are falling through there. Open when I need to come through and get a coffee and a damn cheese sandwich or some fucking egg and cheese on a roll hell <sighs> anyway so shout out all the black people who saw the starbucks story and was like oh well you know what i'm about to go down to shaquana's uh, bubbling brown <laughs> <sighs> oh 
I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm so fucking ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> let's all just do our part, but more than anything, let's not stand for being disrespected and still want to be giving these motherfuckers some money. So shout out to everybody that said, fuck you, Starbucks. You will never get my money again. And I'm one of them. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much. That's it. That's it. Look, did that. Ow. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you again to the newest members of the Patreon Village, EJ and Tony Shaw. If you want to join them, make sure you log on to patreon.com slash blackasspodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash blackasspodcast. Make sure you follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, you can follow me, hrcomedy.com. All my links are there. And uh, I'm putting up a new Patreon video, so look out for that. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful weekend. It's 420, bitches. Let's get high. I'm out. Peace.